Tonight on the Worldview Report, Senator Mitch McConnell has finally reached the end of the road as the Republican leader of the U.S. Senate. We'll take a look at his legacy. We have multiple reports tonight of grisly crimes being committed by illegal aliens, rapes, murders, and knife assaults. We'll break it all down. Apple ends its electric car project before it even gets off the ground. The great G. Edward Griffith gives his expert opinion on central bank digital currencies. And a group of senators has introduced a bill that would ban the Federal Reserve from unilaterally creating a CBDC. All these stories and more as the Worldview Report begins right now. This is Worldview Report with host Brandon House. Whether it is news from the nation's capital or your state capital, from the classroom to the boardroom, from national security to national and local news that impacts you and your family, Worldview Report is your trusted source for vital and uncensored news. And now, here is Brandon House. Good evening and welcome to the Worldview Report. Following a so-called record run as the Republican leader in the United States Senate, Mitch McConnell will step aside from his leadership post in the upper chamber this November. That's according to reporting from the Associated Press on Wednesday afternoon. First elected to the U.S. Senate in 1984, McConnell is currently the 13th longest serving member of the upper house chamber in entire U.S. history. The Kentucky Republican is also the longest-serving Senate party leader in the country's history. After becoming the Republican whip in 2003, McConnell rose to the position of minority leader from 2007 to 2015, majority leader from 2015 until 2021, and again as minority leader since 2021. We'll spare you his long-winded resignation speech. McConnell, well, he was able to stay in this position for a long time. Why? Well, I think it's because he was the perfectly obedient servant of the Washington Uniparty, the deep state, which if you are a member of Congress and you are subservient to this entity, <laughs> that means you answer to the powers within the three-letter agencies. So when push came to shove, McConnell, well, he did not answer to the American people nor his fellow Kentuckians. The only reaction from this desk to his purported resignation is, why wait till November? Why not do us a favor and step aside right now? New York City, as we know, is a sanctuary city, and it is in the throes of a migrant-fueled crisis. Police and citizens have reported spikes in crimes as schools and hotels have been commandeered and regions have become tent cities marked by squalor and violence. Monday night, fire prevention inspectors discovered dozens of illegal alien men from Senegal living in the basement of a furniture store in Queens. Fire department officials were called to the building on South Richmond Hill after reports of a large number of e-bike batteries were found. Some believe the batteries had been stolen and represented a safety concern. When investigators entered the premises, they discovered what perhaps was 80 men living on the first floor and in the basement of the furniture store. Due to space constraints, officials determined that individuals were taking turns sleeping on the first floor. 
New York Post reported that the building had been, quote, illegally converted into a makeshift hotel, replete with 14 bunk beds on the first floor and 13 regular beds in the basement, end quote. The fire department reported that the basement had, quote, no ventilation, no natural light, illegal plumbing, and too few exits for the number of people sleeping there, end quote. The store owner, Abu Sar, 47, admitted that he was charging each man, quote, a $300 monthly contribution fee, end quote, to live in his store. Sar added that his fee, quote, was a donation, and he never took more than the migrants could afford, end quote. G. Edward Griffin was interviewed recently by podcaster Danielle Cambone, and in the interview, he explains why banks are deliberately engineering financial crises. Griffin is the author of the best-selling book, The Creature from Jekyll Island. It's about how the Federal Reserve was established in 1913, and it reveals the shocking truth about how the crises that are orchestrated by the elite benefit the elite. It details the hidden agenda behind the erosion of the U.S. dollar and the unsettling digital reset that will reshape our entire world. The old system, well, it is going to collapse, he said, and it is already in the process of collapsing. But Griffin, he gives a surprising answer to the question, are the banks really in crisis? Watch this. Before, it, they know it's going to collapse. Actually, when you look at the banking system and the and the balance sheets on their on their uh, their uh, financial summaries that's already collapsed but nobody knows it they're just continuing to pretend like it's still working and they're pumping money into the economy so fast it's it's ridiculous nobody in their right mind certainly in the banking industry nobody dreams or even claims that these debts are going to be repaid they cannot be repaid. The system is broken, and as I said before, eventually it's going to collapse. So now we come to the question, when is it going to collapse? Well, it's collapsing right now, if it hasn't already, and the banks are leading it. They want it to collapse. Now, isn't that an interesting, funny thing for me to say? Why yes. would the banks want their banking system to collapse? And the answer is very simple, because they have something better in mind, at least better for them. And that won't involve the old traditional use of money at all. Money will disappear as we have known it. They have this thing called the central bank digital currencies, which is, a, is something that they will control. It won't be your money or mine. It's their money. We'll be allowed to use it if we obey their dictates, and they'll have complete control over us. This is why they are crashing the banking system now, because they want the dollar to collapse. So the people will be desperate, and they'll be looking to the same people that caused the problem to create a solution to the problem. And people will be so desperate they'll accept anything, including this this horrible thing called uh, central bank digital currencies. Now that, it took a long time to answer your question, but it's because they have, they have an idea of something better for them and worse for us. Money will disappear as we have known it. Indeed it will. The cashless society is something that we have talked about for a very long time, going back decades in fact. But now here we are finally standing at the precipice of seeing it actually happen. Zero Hedge reports that a group of Republican senators led by Ted Cruz has introduced a bill that would forbid central bank digital currencies from being implemented without prior authorization by Congress. 
a CBDC is a digital programmable currency that would be centrally controlled by the U.S. Federal Reserve System. Digital currency advocates say it could improve payment efficiency and expand financial inclusion for populations with limited access to the financial system. Critics say that's just the window dressing, and they argue that the real reason the Fed wants to create CBDCs is to allow new levels of government interference in people's financial decisions, providing new avenues for government corruption and even potentially destabilizing the economy, among other concerns. Senator Cruz, he was joined by Senators Bill Haggerty, Republican of Tennessee, Rick Scott, Republican from Florida, Ted Bund, Republican from North Carolina, and Mike Braun, Republican of Indiana. All of them joined in on the legislation to halt efforts by the Biden administration to issue a CBDC. That's according to a February 26th statement that came out of Senator Ted Cruz's office. Cruz said, quote, the Biden administration salivates at the thought of infringing on our freedom and intruding on the privacy of citizens to surveil their personal spending habits, which is why Congress must clarify that the Federal Reserve has no authority to implement a CBDC. I'm proud to lead the fight in the Senate to restrict the Federal Reserve's exploration of an attempt to introduce a CBDC to the American economy, end quote. The CBDC Anti-Surveillance State Act, as it's called, would prohibit the Federal Reserve from issuing a CBDC directly. The Fed, they would also be banned from indirectly introducing a CBDC to individuals through financial institutions or other third parties. If successful, the bill would leave the decision for CBDC implementation up to the U.S. Congress. Well, I'm not so sure what this bill accomplishes because there's no way the Fed could actually create a whole new currency without congressional approval. But at least this bill will bring the topic to the forefront and force senators to actually show their hand on whether they're for or against placing this freedom-crushing tool in the hands of an all-powerful central bank. British MPs are having to hire bodyguards to protect themselves from attacks in Muslim-dominated cities such as London and Birmingham. But as Paul Joseph Watson points out, talking about it in public can get you canceled or worse. In fact, carrying a British flag in opposition to the violent pro-Hamas supporters in the streets of London can actually get you arrested. Watch this. It never ceases to amaze me how regime media and the political class can sustain such a contrived outrage over such a massive nothing burger. Oh no, Lee Anderson, a Tory MP, said Islamists have gotten control over London Mayor Sadiq Khan. Cute days of hysterical pearl clutching, endless faux sanctimonious browbeating over Islamophobia. We've literally had months of Islamist agitators taking over the streets of London. <laughs> Committing literal crimes in front of police on a daily basis. Waving terrorist flags, chanting terrorist slogans. While native Brits get arrested for carrying Union Jack flags. MPs bombarded with violent threats by Islamists if they don't vote for a ceasefire. Threats so severe the Speaker of the House had to upend parliamentary procedure to appease the Islamists. And then some of those very same MPs have the nerve to grandstand with feigned outrage. Like Lee Anderson's completely accurate comments of the 
the real problem. This after an Islamist literally murdered Tory MP David Amos at his own constituency surgery. Labour MPs are now having to hire bodyguards to protect them from Islamists. But Lee Anderson warning about the threat posed by Islamists, oh, that's the real issue. Mike Freer MP resigned after his constituency office was burned down by Islamists. Oh, but don't you dare talk about the Islamists. Annalise Dodds MP literally needs a police escort to protect her from Islamists. Then comes out and says the far right is the real threat. Absolute bollocks. 90% of the 43,000 extremists on MI5's watch list or Islamists. If you enjoy mafia movies, we've got a real-life capo whose character was played in the movie Goodfellas about to tour the UK in March. It's Michael Francis, a former high-ranking mobster in the Colombo crime family. One of the five big families of the New York Mafia. His father was a hitman with dozens of kills and in partnership with the Russian Mafia. Michael made millions of dollars a week for the mob in a gas tax scam. Fortune magazine listed him number 18 on its list of the 50 most wealthy and powerful Mafia bosses. If you love the old school Mafia stories, tickets are available on Eventbrite. And In other news, Apple Inc. has reportedly ended its electric car program. Citing unnamed sources within the company, Bloomberg reported Tuesday that the announcement surprised the nearly 2,000 employees working on the project. Apple CEO Jeff Williams and the vice president in charge of the company's electric vehicle project told the project employees, that many of them would be shifted over to the Artificial Intelligence Division. An unspecified number of layoffs will happen, according to Bloomberg. The multi-billion dollar project started in 2014 was aimed at producing a fully autonomous electric vehicle with a luxury interior and a voice-guided navigation system. In the face of slowing demand for electric vehicles, on top of technical challenges, that the project faced, senior executives decided, well, to kill the project. This announcement well, it comes on the heels of Ford Motor Company's move to suspend further production of its electric F-150 pickup truck. We reported last night that French President Emmanuel Macron openly stated this week what was, well, precisely thought to be unthinkable, the idea of sending Western troops into Ukraine to fight Russia. Well, as it turns out, Macron isn't the only one floating such insane ideas. Slovakia Prime Minister Robert Fico, he warned on Monday that several NATO and EU countries are considering sending troops to Ukraine, a step that would risk direct war between NATO and Russia. Fico, who was elected last year on a platform of opposing the proxy war in Ukraine, stated, quote, Several NATO and EU member states are considering sending their soldiers to Ukraine on a bilateral basis, end quote. Some NATO members have signed bilateral security deals with Ukraine, including Germany and the UK. But there's no indication they're considering sending troops, not at this time at least. Quote, we see huge security risks in the bilateral agreements that are likely to be conducted soon with NATO and EU member states that want to send their troops to Ukraine, end quote. That's what Fico said. He made the comments ahead of a meeting of European leaders in Paris about the proxy war in Ukraine. After the summit, French President Emmanuel Macron said the idea of Western troops in Ukraine has not been ruled out. Quote, 
There's no consensus today to send in an official endorsed manner troops on the ground. But in terms of dynamics, nothing can be ruled out, end quote. That's what Macron said. The French foreign ministry subsequently on Tuesday issued this very curiously worded statement, quote, Western countries could deploy troops to Ukraine without breaching any belligerence threshold, end quote. So said the French foreign minister. This came out on Tuesday after Emmanuel Macron refused to rule out the dispatch of Western ground troops in Ukraine. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back from the break, and thank you for joining us, and thank you for supporting this broadcast. We are a viewer-supported broadcast. One way you can support us is by supporting one of our biggest sponsors, WVWFoundation.com. Our foundation exists for many reasons, but one is to put out programming to help people understand the times through the lens of a Christian worldview. If you appreciate that, we need your support because, again, we could put it all by the paywall. We could let it air and then stick it right behind a paywall and say, yeah, if you want to see it again, you got to pay. Or if others want to see it, if they missed it live, they got to pay and see it behind a paywall. Our foundation comes along and says, no, we'll sponsor that to put it out there for everybody to watch for free for 30 days as a ministry of the foundation. Because they want to see programming go forth that helps people understand the times through the lens of a Christian worldview and know how God would have us to respond. So think of our foundation as your conservative alternative, if you will, to NPR, National Public Radio, or television. So please, consider supporting the foundation right now, will you? At www.foundation.com, www.foundation.com. You will find the mailing address of the foundation on that website as well, if you prefer to support the foundation through the mail, www.foundation.com. Also, please remember that on Sunday nights, our foundation, which is our church service, our foundation on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Central Time sponsors that church service. 8 p.m. Central Time, Sunday nights at worldviewtube.com. Worldviewtube.com. I just finished up a series, and this Sunday night, I endeavor to start a series on the book of Revelation. What an opportune time to start a series on Revelation, because I think many of the things discussed in that prophetic book, well, the stage I think is being set now for many of those things to come to pass. And, and did you know, by the way, that the book of Revelation is the only book in the Bible that I can find that actually says there is a special blessing that comes to those who seek to understand that book. And we're going to teach it in a way that everybody can understand from a young person all the way to a senior adult. So I'm endeavoring to begin that series this Sunday night. 8 p.m. Central Time at worldviewtube.com. That's our Sunday night church service of the WVW Foundation. So thanks again for your support. WVWfoundation.com. The U.S. Army said it is reducing its special operations forces by about 3,000 positions amid major cuts across the entire military branch as it addresses its recruiting shortfalls and shifts away from counterterrorism efforts to focus on more technologically sophisticated battles. The Army said Tuesday it needed to identify about 32,000 positions to cut, but because it also added 7,500 positions, 
the total reductions that will be made are around 24,000 positions or about 5% of its current force. They say the plan reductions will also affect spaces, not individual soldiers. The Army's Special Operations Forces, which have doubled in size over the past two decades, could see about 3,000 positions cut, with vacant and difficult-to-fill slots being the first to get cut. The Army said, quote, implementing these force structure changes represents a significant shift for the Army, moving the Army away from counterinsurgency and counterterrorism operations to a focus on large-scale combat operations against highly sophisticated adversaries, end quote. Rather than recruiting people with only a high school degree, Army's new goal is for one-third of new recruits to have, quote, college or some college, end quote, experience by 2028. Army Secretary Christine Wormoth told Defense One, quote, because of the recruiting challenges, our end strength has decreased notably, and we did not want to have a lot of hollow structure hanging around, end quote. Well, now it's time for our nightly Worldview Report commentary. The subject of tonight's commentary comes out of California, arguably the most communist state in America. California Governor Gavin Newsom, well, he has reportedly exempted Panera Bread from the state's new $20 an hour minimum wage law. Why? Well, because reportedly the CEO of Panera Bread, Greg Flynn, donates regularly to the governor's political campaigns. That's what's being reported. In September, Governor Newsom signed a law raising the minimum wage for fast food workers to $20 per hour. Newsom said while at the signing ceremony, quote, 80% of the workforce, these fast food places, 80% of people of color, two thirds are women, the majority are breadwinners, and we have the opportunity to reward that contribution, reward that sacrifice, and stabilize an industry in turn. What a remarkable moment, end quote. But it's not so remarkable if you happen to work for Newsom's buddy over at Panera Bread. He was granted a special carve-out by Newsom. Folks, this is how crony capitalism, so-called crony capitalism, works. Folks, this is not capitalism. Maybe some would call it crony capitalism, but this is not capitalism. It doesn't even resemble the free market system. It's a corrupt system where you pay to play and the government picks the winners and the losers. So how would you feel if you were an entrepreneur in California trying to start up a restaurant that competes with Panera Bread? Well, obviously you'd fail, right? Because you'd have to pay your workers an absurd, an arbitrarily selected minimum wage salary of $20 an hour, while your main rival pays a lot less for his labor. It's not only absurd and unfair, it hurts the economy on multiple levels. And those hurt the most, folks, are the unskilled or lower-skilled workers. I have a whole chapter on this in one of my books that I wrote back in 2003 or four. Thomas Sowell, uh, John Stossel, so many have done great work on this as well over the years and showing how it does just that. Minimum wage laws and certainly hiking them up above what the market can bear hurts the people they claim they're going to help. Unskilled, 
low-level entry job workers. But that's how communism rolls, folks. The only thing new is that in America, they still call this capitalism, or as the World Economic Forum calls it, stakeholder capitalism. But don't fall for it. This is not capitalism. This is a planned economy. I think it's really corporate fascism, big government, big business, or what Klaus Schwab calls the public-private partnership. Just watch what happens to many of these small business owners that are forced to pay $20 an hour to their workers at a fast food restaurant. You know what they're going to do? Many of them are going to shut down. Those that don't shut down, well, they will automate. They will automate, and they will automate fast. And then you watch all the people sitting around with no job opportunity. Particularly, again, low-skilled workers who never have an opportunity to learn a skill. They never have the opportunity to learn how to work with the public, to be involved in customer service, how to be involved in management as they move up in the fast food restaurant. They'll never get the opportunity to enter on the ground floor and hone their skills and go up to a higher level and higher pay because there's no free market system anymore for them. The jobs aren't there. Everything's been automated. And then watch how the business owners are called names and ridiculed for cutting out live human beings from jobs. Well, the reality is the government forced them to do that. But watch how many people blame the entrepreneur, the capitalist, simply trying to make it after the government forced a $20 an hour minimum wage law on fast food workers. At the end of the day, the workers and the business owners are the ones they're going to pay for it. And then, of course, the consumer. Because businesses, well, they always pass tax increases and other increases on to the consumer. And that's what the American people need right now, right? Is higher food costs, right? No. But then again, government is not the solution. The free market system is. And this is not the free market system in California. Well, that does it for this edition of the Worldview Report. As always, thank you for watching and for supporting this viewer-supported broadcast. One way I think you can support us and help yourself is by doing what I did just before I came on here, and I took my elixir. I take it twice a day. It's collagen, cat's claw, anti-inflammatory, and astroxanthin, loaded with antioxidants. It's great for your skin, your eyes, your hair. It's great for many things, flexibility of your tendons and and muscles and tissues. Uh, it's also, well, benefiting me in a lot of ways I can't even talk about right now because time won't allow. But what I really want you to do is go to the website where they track it. So every time you make a purchase, it also benefits us. MelissaHouseBG.com. MelissaHouseBG.com because there you'll find a link where you can read about the 80 clinical trials, 80 clinical trials behind this powerful elixir that's loaded with antioxidants as well to take on those free radicals, right? So please consider checking it out. A lot of you had, have, and a lot of you keep ordering it, which to me is a great testament because if it didn't work for you, you'd cancel it, right? But I've been taking it since December 2nd. I take two a day. You can do one a day, but I take two a day. I hope you'll check it out there at melissahousebg.com. Another way you can support your health and us at the same time is by going to twc.health forward slash branding, get your emergency medical kit, ivermectin, amoxicillin, 
put it away, have one for every family member. So if there is a disruption in just-in-time inventory, critical infrastructure, the grid goes down, and you cannot get a prescription for your family member, you'll have the prescription, hopefully, because there's eight different meds in here. Ivermectin, amoxicillin, antibiotics. Don't let the, you know there be an interruption in just-in-time inventory and have a family member get sick with something that could be easily treated with an antibiotic, but then not have the antibiotic on hand or can't get it. That'd be a real shame. And that's why I'm glad I have one for every one of my family members. TWC.health forward slash Brannon. Use that and you'll save. And by the way, that <coughs> comes from my friend, Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. James Thorpe at the Wellness Company. TWC.health forward slash Brannon. You know what else we have? Half price on shipping for emergency freeze-dried food. Right now at WVWTVstore.com. WVWTVstore.com. Half off shipping on freeze-dried food. This is going to save you hundreds of dollars. I don't know how long we'll offer this sale, but you might want to take advantage of it while it's going on. WVWTVstore.com. Half off on shipping of the freeze-dried emergency food. I have enough for my family for two years. So why? Because I want to make sure I have enough for everybody, because I don't know how long a crisis might last. But I also want to make sure I have enough to barter with. Because if the power grid goes down, there's critical infrastructure failure, I can barter with freeze-dried food. That's an essential food, right? So maybe you want to do the same. All right, so there's right now half-off shipping, wvwtvstore.com, wvwtvstore.com. You can also use that number, 901-468-9357, 901-468-9357, all right? Thanks again for watching. Tell your family and friends about the Worldview Report, won't you? Available at worldviewtube.com, worldviewtube.com, and patriot.tv, patriot.tv. Thanks for telling all your family and friends about these two outlets that we are so pleased with, worldviewtube.com and patriot.tv. Till next time, I'm Brandon House. May God save America. Take care.